another edition of the NFL Edge podcast. I'm Dave Rothenberg. She's Kristen Rogers. Why are you already shaking your head at me as we start for week four? I'm just surprised that you got through that without laughing. I think this is going to be quite the delirious edition of the NFL Edge podcast, and I'm so here for it because October 1st, it's it's spooky season, it's playoff baseball season, and it's it's time to get weird. Let's do it. It's Halloween, right? It's Halloween decorations. Are you a big decorations person? Ooh, so um, yes, I do have a very basic side of me. Uh, I have pumpkins up. I have a phenomenal fall candle burning. Um, I, I got some really nice like sunflowers. So yes, my apartment is definitely all decked out for fall. That said, I am wearing a San Francisco Giants hat right now. It is all about playoff baseball for me. And of course, NFL this weekend as we finally get the first month of the season under our belts. Trick or treating. Is that something you still do or, or is that you reserve that for the children at this point? <laughs> that, that is for I, the why, children. Why, why are you laughing at me? <laughs> I don't think I've been trick or treating since maybe sophomore year of high school, um, freshman year of high school. Because well, you don't have kids also. Yeah, no children for me. Now, I've not been, not been trick-or-treating in years, but there was a time where I was out every year with my kids and they were trick-or-treating dressed up as like, you know doctors and athletes and all that kind of stuff. Wait, before we dive into the NFL, we had a conversation on Tuesday about power rankings for best cereals, and we disagreed. Nestle Crunch Bar. Okay, that was going to be my question. Is that your your all-time favorite uh, Halloween trick-or-treating candy? Oh, goodness. Well, okay. Um, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Yep. Nestle Crunch. Those would be my two. Okay, so maybe a hot take. I think that the Reese's peanut butter pumpkins are better than the cups. Any sort of Reese's product that is mean? not shaped. Hold on. Any sort of Reese's, Reese's product that is not in the shape of a cup, like if it's the tree for Christmas or like the Easter egg for Easter, or if it's a pumpkin or like a jack-o'-lantern for Halloween, that is the peak and ideal ratio of chocolate to peanut butter because it's more peanut butter than chocolate. Cool. That's my take. This is very intriguing. I like it. I'd also like if we could move our attention to the NFL. How do you feel about that? You brought up trick-or-treating. I'm not blaming you. I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying maybe it's time now that we discuss some some NFL. Uh, By the way, if you'd like to get involved and either power rank your favorite movies or music or tell us you've seen Cocoon or tell us about your favorite uh, candy – NFL Edge Podcast at gmail.com is how you get involved. Or if you, oops, have something to say about, in fact, the NFL. All right, are you ready to go through the games? Let's rock and roll. All right, so week four started with a, I actually thought it was an entertaining football game. You saw some good from Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you saw some really good from Joe Burrow. Second half, Bengals scored 24 points, come back and beat the Jaguars 24 to 21. Again, I stand by it. For, for those two teams going into that game, I thought it was, a, a, will say, a pretty enjoyable football game on a Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, though. Did the Bengals not know when the game started? I mean, did they just think that they could even win with the Jags putting up two touchdowns at, at, at the half? Like, did, were they trying to test themselves? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm happy from what we saw from both sides because I think we saw a big step forward for Trevor Lawrence, who is obviously playing in a a really bad team right now. Um, Joe Burrow made some great plays happen. Um, But, I mean, Urban Meyer said after the game, quote, usually I'm not wrong about stuff like this. I think this team, meaning the Jags, can win some games. What say you, Dave? Can this Jags team actually win some games this year? 
Some games would imply more than one, right? Yes, like at least two. At least two. Can they win some games? No, I'm not sure about that. I don't know if this is a two or more win football team. Right now, I would say that's that's unlikely. Last night, they had a chance. They're up 14 nothing. Exactly. And then they had a golden opportunity to go up 17 nothing or 21 nothing. They let that get away. And they uh, they only trailed one moment of this game. And that was the final score, 24-21 for the field goal at the buzzer. All right, let's move forward and look what we have this coming weekend. Then we'll make our picks. Then we'll give fantasy advice. So we have a lot going on here on the NFL Edge. Um, Tennessee at the Jets. Now, looks like no A.J. Brown. Looks like no Julio Jones on the Jets side. Um, Looks like no Elijah Moore. Marcus May is hurt. Uh, Denzel Mims never plays regardless. So can you see, forget about it, can the Jets win this game? Do you see the Jets keeping this game somewhat competitive? No. Um, I... I say no. I brought this up on Tuesday. I don't know how much of a home field advantage the Jets are, are going to have right now um, or how much, honestly, tell me if I'm wrong, how much you think that kind of crowd is going to rally this team up right now. Because I I genuinely believe that if you had your survivor pick going against the Jets every single week, like you would win. Tell me if I'm wrong. I actually uh, disagree with that. I, I, I think the Jets, listen, I think you'd win the majority of your games. I don't think the Jets are a winless team or a one-win team. And if you look at their schedule, like they they play Atlanta, they play Jacksonville, they play Houston. So I understand and then the laughing stock and I get that, but I I don't think at the end of the day they're going to be a a one-win team. I I could be wrong, but I would be surprised if that was the case. Now that being said, I don't think they beat I don't think they beat Tennessee this week. No. So let me throw this question back to you cuz I agree. I don't think I I think that Tennessee is pretty much a lock for for this week against the Jets. If you're Zach Wilson though and this Jets team, how do you measure success right now? I know the old cliche is you measure measure success in wins and losses, but how do you measure success if you're a rookie quarterback playing in this organization? I, I think it's a great question. I've answered it a, a lot uh in New York Sports Radio and that is see the Jets have the best situation ever this year. They don't even have to win games. Nobody's looking at the Jets and saying, you know, go 9-8, and eight, go 10-7, and seven, compete for the playoffs, be competitive into December. That doesn't exist. Go out there and look functional. Go out there and have the quarterback look like, you know what, oh, there's another play he, play, he made. We lost 24-21. Here's what you do. It's the blueprint that you saw Thursday of this week. Be what the Jaguars were. Be what Trevor Lawrence was. Go out there, lose the game, compete and have your quarterback look like, hey, you know what? This kid belongs in the NFL. That's all you need. You can go 2-15 and 15 if you get that every other game. That's a winning season for the Jets. All right. Well, I'll, I'll take it. That's uh, a pretty thorough answer for, I mean, again, a really bad situation for what this Jets are in right now in terms of what they can produce, I believe, on the field. Oh, and I know what you're doing. You're, you're, you're worried for your guy, Robert Sala. So all of a sudden, you're like, what is, what is going to take for him to you know, be in good standing with the New York market? I see what you're doing. Now it Exactly. All Come right. In full circle. Uh, Kansas City at Philadelphia. Uh, I think this could be a tough one for the Eagles. Kansas City has now lost two games in a row. Uh, they have not played well, but Philadelphia might be walking into a juggernaut in this one. Yeah. Well, let me start off by saying I don't think that the Eagles win this game. I I, I don't. I, I think part of that is because Kansas City is just in such a need of a win right now to kind of right their ship. The other part is that while I do think we're going to see some more continued accountability from, from Jalen Hurts and that 
just <laughs> incredible or bizarre post-game quote about flushing losses away if you want to get into that. But I don't expect yeah. this to result in a that win. That was really unsanitary. It huh? was uh, It was too visual for yeah, me. Yeah, I don't think this is going no, to. No, no. Uh, yeah, it was a little yeah, too much but, for but me But here's as well. the thing. I, I don't expect this to result in a win but I do like the accountability from Hertz and Sirianni. Maybe I, we'll see a few more runs this week. I mean, starting with four runs would, would be a good start. Uh, I mean, only running the ball three times last week. I, I don't amazing. I don't understand. No, it's, ama- it's amazing. Uh, you know, what's amazing to me is Nick Sirianni week one. And this just shows you how fickle we are. Week one was the darling, right? Philadelphia. Oh, look at this guy. He's so good. And now he, he's just he, he abandons the running game. You have a good running back in Miles Sanders. How, how in the world can you abandon the running game? But that's what he did. That's what they did. And uh, I think this could be an unattractive final score for the Philadelphia Eagles. I do think that there's some really cool storylines for the Eagles, though, and, and also Andy Reid around this game. And I do know that Eagles fans still have a soft spot in their heart for Andy Reid. I mean, from, you know, Shady getting honored before the game, Andy Reid looking for his 100th career win given with the Chiefs, um, Jason Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, uh Travis Kelsey, by the way, 2-0 against uh, his brother Jason. I think he's going to go to 3-0. Looking forward to this game, but it's not a bird's win. Uh, Carolina at Dallas. This should be a good football game. Now, the spread on this one, only four. So Dallas not expected to win big. Um, Dallas has looked good so far through three games. Clearly the class of the NFC East. But this is this is a litmus test. This should be a good game for Carolina as well. Yeah, I agree. And I get that there's no Christian McCaffrey in this game, but um, I'm still really impressed with what we're seeing in this post-Jets Sam Darnold in this offense right now. He and DJ Moore look really good together, but while uh, Sam Darnold looks really good post-Jets, what's going on with Robbie Anderson? I expected bigger things for him after moving on from the Jets as well, and he doesn't seem to, to have that same kind of uh, you know traveling effect that uh, we saw with Darnold. Now, clearly, DJ Moore is the number one receiver there in Carolina, and and McCaffrey was kind of the number two receiver. We'll we'll see. Now, with, with a, a week to prepare without McCaffrey, if you see more Robbie Anderson, I, I got to figure you do. And I also think that if you're Carolina and Sam Darnold, you're going to have to put points on the board. I know your defense is really good, but Dallas's offense is excellent. I got to figure you have to put up at least. Boy, I would say at least 24-plus points to win this game. And, and for that to be the case, Robbie Anderson's going to have to do something. Um, but let's move along. Giants at New Orleans. I'll just let you take this because I've given my take on the Giants. I, I hate them. I don't see how they're going to win this game or the next game or the game after that. And realistically, I don't see how the Giants are not staring 2-8 and eight or 1-9 and nine right in the face, which will make me miserable. But why don't you take a little analysis with the Giants at the Saints this weekend? Yeah, here's the thing. I think that we'll get into picks later. I actually think that um, I, I want to take the points in this game because I, I... Oh! Yeah, but I'm not. it's not going to be one of my picks, but it's just where I'm leaning right now. It's like my lean meter, if it were. Um, but I... I I, storyline that I love and call me sentimental, but um, the fact that New Orleans is going to be, the Saints are going to be back home in New Orleans for the first time this season. Apparently when they landed back in um, New Orleans at uh, the Louis Armstrong Airport uh, right after they beat the Patriots last weekend, apparently the entire team plane just like erupted into cheers. And it was a really kind of sweet moment for for a team that has been nomads for so long. Um, and we know how much those Saints fans rally around their team. I'm, I'm yep. excited for them from that standpoint of things. Um, for for the Giants, I will throw this question back at you. When do you think the Giants pick up their next win? Well, you say their next win, almost like you're assuming they've had one win. Um, their first of the season. <laughs> I'm trying to be positive. Yeah, no, I I don't I don't know, and I'm actually just you know bringing their schedule up as we as we have this conversation. So they're at New Orleans. I don't I don't think they win. Then they're at Dallas. I don't think they win. 
Then they're home to the Rams. I, I don't think they win. Then they host uh, the Panthers. I don't I don't think they win. They're at the Chiefs. I don't think they win. Home to the Raiders, maybe, but I don't know. The Raiders are better than the Giants now. At the Bucks, they 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 realistically, and oh God, would I be beside myself? They realistically could win their first game after Thanksgiving, being I believe 0-10 hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that's realistic right now. I mean, maybe it's something to be thankful for. <laughs> no. I might not eat turkey on Thanksgiving. I might just mail the whole thing in. All right, we, we both agree New Orleans is going to win. You like the yeah. Giants, take them. I, I beg you, take them with the points. <laughs> uh, Cleveland at Minnesota. This is a good game. Uh, Minnesota's not one and Like, they are one and two, but this is not a one and two football team. Cleveland, great running game uh, all over Justin Fields last week. We'll see if Dalvin Cook can play in this one, but Madison is he's very good, even if Cook can't play. So I like this game a lot. Uh, and I give Minnesota a great chance to win this one. Yeah, give me all the running backs in this game. I know there's been some questions about Dalvin Cook's uh, status, his, his how healthy he's going to be. He did practice on Wednesday and Thursday. Do you think that he should be out there and get a pretty full workload? Um, but I, I'm just I'm so excited for both sides of the ball seeing Cook, and then I mean I. When it comes to comes to quarterbacks in this game, too, I do think that we've seen more from Kirk Cousins than Baker Mayfield so far this season, strictly through the air. That said, I think that Baker does a better job facilitating the game right now. Also helps when you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So, I mean, just seeing those three guys out there, I, I'm so excited to, to watch this game. And I think we're seeing a Minnesota team, again, better than what their record says, although I do hate that cliche, but uh, I, I do think that this team is is going to give the Browns a really tough matchup, and I'm riding high on the Browns right now, too. Yeah, no, this this is one of my favorite games of the week. Should be really entertaining. Um, Detroit at Chicago. Now, the Lions are 0-3, but the Lions really got ripped off last week and probably should have won that game against Baltimore. They led at halftime against Green Bay. They fought to the end against San Francisco, and they were within a play or two of actually maybe tying that game up. They go to Chicago. Boy, if it's Justin Fields, you, you got to think that that's a major problem, that they want to try to play Andy Dalton or Nick Foles in this game. Uh, but it's only a three-point spread. I, I kind of, I don't know, I'm, I'm torn on this one because they are Detroit, but they feel like they really compete every moment of every game this year. I feel like this is the game that the Lions finally get their first win of the season. I do. I think that, as you just mentioned, they've been so close in so many cases. And obviously, the the only the Lions quote when it comes to what we saw from uh, last week's loss against the um, oh. Justin Tucker and, the, and that 66-yard field goal. So um, I do think that it's um, it's a situation where I, I think the Lions can pick up their their first win. That said, for Chicago, I'm, I'm almost more, more concerned about what we see from the this Bears team to the point that if it is Justin Fields, are you sure it should be Justin Fields? Or no. I mean, what 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 do you do moving forward? Because it's not like this is the last game of the season. Like you still have a no. full year ahead to plan for. No, I, I think you you I think they had it right to start the year. I think you play uh, Andy Dalton and then you sprinkle in some Justin Fields. Clearly, Justin Fields is not ready as far as as we are right now, and the offensive line is so bad. So you're going to get the kid killed. I mean, Miles Garrett had, what, four and a half, five sacks last week? No, I, I, I don't think you can play that game. And Dalton, Dalton is a serviceable NFL quarterback. You play him, you sprinkle in fields, you slowly make that change. And by the time you get to week 13 or 14, now you have a, a new quarterback and you, you try fields out there. But no, if, if you told me that it would be Justin Fields, and we don't know that. We might not know till game time. If you told me it would be fields, I would actually like Detroit to win this game outright. And if I get them plus points, I would definitely take it. 
Come on, Lions, we're rooting for you this week. Finally time for you to get one. We really are. (laughs) And plus the Giants have the Bears pick, so we're really rooting for the Lions this week. Um, Exactly. Houston at Buffalo. Oh, my God. I mean, this. did you see the spread on this is 17? Uh, And Buffalo's been – they mauled Washington. They destroyed Miami. Uh, They're playing with a vengeance in Houston. They had their win. So I think we would agree, right, this is a non-competitive game. Yes. Okay. So, Dave, I got grief for this analogy last week. Okay. I am now doubling down on this analogy. Just like their fans crush plastic folding tables in the parking lot at Orchard Park, I think the Bills football team are going to crush the Texans this week. Does that work for you? They're going through the plastic folding table. They are crushing the, the crushing the Texans just like their fans crush the folding tables. Listen, last week you gave the analogy with a, a hammer and a nail and it made very little of any sense. That one was much better. Thank you. You expect, yeah, no, I mean, they, they crush the tables. They, I mean, those people are crazy. They jump off like cars They're into the best. tables. Yeah. If, if, if someone's lit on fire, that doesn't stand in the way. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I like it. I thought that was well done. For sure. Thank you. I have one more for you to raise the stakes here. I think that the Bills will put up as many points as beers that their average fan drinks. So like 35 points, 40 no. points. Yeah, the, right? Those people, the average fan can't drink 35 beers. It's a joke. It's a joke. Oh. That one's a joke, sir. Oh, yeah. I think you should have stopped with the first one. All right. This yeah, is a yeah, great yeah. one down in Miami. Uh, two teams combined for one and five. Indianapolis 0-3. Oh Although they have had a tough schedule. And they're at Miami. Dolphins 1-2. and two. Dolphins are 1-0. and oh, Top of the world. Tua. And all of a sudden, it's Brissett. They can't win a game. And Indy comes to town. What do you think about this one? I think that the Colts are going to go to 0-4. I do, simply because Carson Wentz cannot get rid of the ball quick enough to get this offense going, and he's third in the league right now in quarterbacks getting pressure. That's not a good combination. Um, I'm not saying that Jacoby Brissett is the answer for the Dolphins right now, but he looked like he was running a better game and a better offense than Tua in that overtime loss to the Raiders last week. Oh, nice analysis. And and this is, listen, I think if Wentz plays decently, I, I mean, Brissett was okay, though. Last week, Brissett played a decent game, and they did fight for their head coach. Now, that was a tough game, and they came all the way back. They got the two-point conversion. They tied it in overtime, uh, and then they lost the game on the last play of the game. So we'll see. We'll see how much fight Miami has. And, and for Indy to have any semblance of a chance to save their season, they absolutely have to get the win down in Miami. Uh, Battle of one and twos in Atlanta. Washington goes to Atlanta. Both teams one and two. This is not a great football game. Kind of feels to me like maybe Atlanta had their moment last week, but what do you think? Yeah, um, you... I, I think this game is gross. I, I, I'm sorry. I, you know, the Atlanta got their first win of the season last week against the, the Jets. They just looked blah last week. Washington they got, was they got it against the Giants. The I, I, know you, I know you. Exactly. I know you think we're the Jets. We, they got it against the Giants. Did I say the Jets? I meant the Giants. Yes. My gosh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's a Freudian slip. You did it on purpose. I see what you're doing. I was going to say. Again, I'm just trying to get it on yet. No, uh, but but Washington was non-competitive against the best team in the state of New York right now in the Buffalo Bills. Um, that said, I think that Taylor Heineke is going to be reliable, um, but I think that Washington's pass rush is going to get after Atlanta. I do think that Washington can get this win this Sunday. Uh, I tend to agree with you. We'll, we'll find out later how, how strongly we believe when we do our NFL picks here on the NFL Edge podcast. Uh, big game for Seattle. One and two. Bad loss last week at home against Tennessee. On the road in San Francisco. Russell Wilson back to the wall. And usually they're good in this situation. But how good is their defense, I guess, is the question. 
Yeah, I, I really think that that's um, that's a good question. I mean, I, I think if you're San Francisco right now, you still, you know, you can say that you have that 24-hour rule that you think about a win, you think about a loss, you move, and then you move on from it. But I think at least the fans still have those last 37 seconds of uh, last week's game against the Packers still ringing in their head. Um, that said, I do think while Russell Wilson is able to make magic, I don't know if we will see a performance like Aaron Rodgers-esque, like, this week. Um, I'm a little bit concerned though about the Niners corners going up against guys like Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Um, I know we're going to get to picks later, but I think the Seahawks right now are like three point road dogs. I may actually take the points there. I don't know. Really? Oh, interesting. I would like that. This is a good game. This is a big game. And if you're San Francisco, because we have a great game coming up in a moment, Arizona and the Rams for the NFC West. If you're Seattle, you really can't afford to fold a one and three when there will be an undefeated team at four and zero in your division. So this is a huge, huge game uh, for Seattle. Um, moving along to what? Listen, for my money, the best football game of the week is this one. It's Arizona at the Rams. I think the Rams are the best team in football. The question is, can Kyler Murray solve that defense? Probably some. But that the Rams are are so good on both sides of the ball. I just I find it hard to believe they don't win this game against Arizona. See, I think that's the key for me right now. I do think that the Cardinals are an offense that can actually keep up with what we're seeing from the Rams offense right now. But the Rams defense just has playmakers, and I think we're going to see them come away with a few takeaways that are going to be key in this game. Um, Sean McVay four zero against Cliff Kingsbury. Um, I do think that McVay is going to extend that to to five and zero. But I again, I really think it's going to be such a fun shootout. And how many times have I said this? This season that we've seen we're going to see a good shootout at SoFi and we have thank you to both the Rams and the Chargers but who do you like in this game right now because I think maybe the the Cardinals are coming into Los Angeles a little bit underrated I I like Arizona as a team I don't think they're in the same class as as the Rams I I don't I think that Sean McVay is is a great coach uh he has his quarterback in Stafford looks like Daryl Henderson is going to be able to play in this one I mean all of a sudden they 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 whip out Deshaun Jackson like oh my god I didn't realize he was there uh it's Cup it's Woods it's Jefferson Higby is a a talented tight end right their defense is really good Ramsey's locked down I'm sure he's going to be on Hopkins on Sunday I like the Rams I, I feel confident I won't take this game with the number and I believe the numbers, the Rams are favored by four. But I feel confidently telling you the Rams will win this game on Sunday. I like that. I have a, a quick note to add in because I think there's a question about what SoFi Stadium can be in terms of that that home crowd environment since it is a brand new building. And I mean, as a native to the Bay Area, I have some questions about Los Angeles fans. Um, but that said, I have I did have a girlfriend go to uh, the Rams opener against the Bears. And she texted me asking, well, she's not a football fan by any means, asked me why it was so loud in there. Said she had nice. to go buy, had to go buy earplugs. Um, she she didn't understand why it was deafening on, on a fourth down call. Um, had to explain that to her. But that said, it sounds like SoFi really is getting a phenomenal hometown crowd feel in that building. So, so two things. Firstly, you took a shot at an entire fan base, really two fan bases with the Chargers and the uh, and the Rams and all L.A. people. So that's that's you. That's Kristen Rogers, just to let you know. I'm, I'm a big fan of the L.A. fan base. That's for starters. Secondly, you had a friend that texted you, why are they making noise on third and fourth down? Has, has, I mean, does, does she understand anything about football? 
She does not. Um, she is the, the, one of the sweetest people I've, I've ever known. She does not understand the game of football. She was there with her husband and her parents just to um, enjoy the game. Her parents are from Chicago, so they were they were soaking it all in. Um, but yeah, her, her texts were very entertaining. I'll read them to you after the show. I, I would like to hear them after the show, maybe even on the show at one point. Can I tell you something? <laughs> and I don't think you're going to like this, but I'm going to yeah. be untruthful. I don't like her. Uh, I don't. I think if she's... <laughs> She's that confused by the NFL and flummoxed by why would these people be making that? Like, what, what did you, it's a, it's you know it's probably the equivalent of me going to like the the, the ballet and 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 texting you being like, Kristen, I I don't understand why do they keep applauding this woman when she she what jumps into these pirouettes and she, yeah, that they're doing? These, these plies is that is that a word I can use? Plie? I think so. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll use it then. Why why are they using these these plies and these these are very tight pants that they're wearing? Like, what I don't understand how is she so flummoxed by what's going on? Um, I, I will take the blame. Um, uh, like any good NFL coach, I have not coached her up enough. Um, I'm going to work really? on it, and we're going to get we're going to get things rolling here. Get to midseason form in the next few weeks. Yeah, that is bad. Really terrible friendship skills from from you. Uh, but we move along. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I blame you entirely, uh, and her husband too. What kind of husband is this? This is not a husband. <laughs> Really? This is not a husband. This is a man who's just... He, that, that's a loveless marriage. I hate to sit here and tell you this. It's a loveless marriage. It is. I'm telling you. You'll, you'll shake your head. you tell me they're in love with each other. The fact that he allows her to not know what's going on in a football game means that this... And you can tell them I said this. You can avoid this. At all costs, is fine as well. They will not make it. This couple has little chance, if any, of, of making it for the long term. My lock of the week is that they will make it forever and ever. So not here for that kind of talk right now, Dave. Let's move okay. on to Tampa Bay. Oh, excuse right, me, Baltimore, Denver. Yeah, we don't need to talk about uh, loveless marriages. It's a very fair point. Uh, no, I don't want to move on to any of those games that you mentioned. In my list of, of priority here, I'm going Pittsburgh Green Bay. The Green Bay was done. I moved past it. Oh, I'm sorry. They were oh yeah. See, this is it. Like the loveless marriage, you tried to move right past it. Green Bay was zero and one. They were terrible. Rogers this, Rogers that. A couple weeks later, oh god, how good is Aaron Rodgers? Now there is real concern with the quarterback on the other side, Ben Roethlisberger. It's hard to envision Green Bay not winning this game, isn't it? Yeah, I will get to how strongly I'm feeling about this game oh. later in our picks, giving oh. you a little tease right there. Um, that said, I think there there have been questions about these two quarterbacks that you kind of touched on, but for very different reasons. Aaron Rodgers silenced those on-field questions for the last two weeks, especially, again, after that 37-second drive uh, against San Francisco last week. But where do you think Ben Roethlisberger stands in terms of current NFL quarterbacks? There was that quote that came out earlier this year, that or earlier this week, that he's washed. Um, I, do you think he even is the best? I don't think he is the best quarterback at all, even in his division. Like, where where does he stand no, right now? No, no. I mean, is he is no. he the worst? Is he the worst in the division? Like, where does he stand? Oh uh, yeah, like you see what Burrow did. He's better, right? With Burrow, the offensive line, Jackson, he's Lamar Baker. Jackson is, is better. Baker's better. Yeah, no. For is he the best? No, he's the worst quarterback in that division. He's probably I don't know. 18 to 22 right now, but the problem is they compounded it is he's not very good at the moment and the offensive line stinks and you can't have that. And that's what Pittsburgh is right now. And that's why I think both of us would be hard pressed to envision they go into Green Bay and pick up a victory. This could be, and I'm not saying it will be because he always gets the benefit of the doubt. This could be the first time Mike Tomlin has a a sub 500 record, right? That's realistic this year. Yep. Yep. Never has before. Yeah, no, um, I actually forgot about that stat. But yeah, no, I, I think very plausible that this happens. I, I think they're going to move to one and three after this week. Yep, and then they still have a ton of division, really tough division games to play. Uh, Baltimore at Denver, this is your test. 
right? Denver has beaten the Jets. Denver has beaten Jacksonville. Denver has beaten the Giants. But now you get your test. Baltimore comes to town fresh off their win on a 66-yard field goal. Now, before we even analyze this game, how believable in your mind is it? And you can say you heard it. I heard it on the NFL Edge podcast first. That Justin Tucker breaks his 66-yard field goal record in the thin air of Denver this week. I would love to see that. Purely because, as we talked about on Tuesday... There was multiple fans that got that Justin Tucker 66-yard field goal tattoo on their thighs. I want (laughs) Justin Tucker to go 67 so that you can either cross out the little six and put a seven above it on that existing tattoo, or you can take your other thigh and get the 67-yard tattoo on that thigh. Yes, matching thigh tattoos I think is a great idea. Yep. I mean, nothing screams Raven fans like matching thigh tattoos to me. Um, No, that's a I tend to agree. I'm very... I'm very excited about this game. How about the fact, I think this actually just moved to a pick'em. I think the Broncos were a one-point favorite. I think this just moved to a pick'em. I'm, a, I'm still a little, I, I don't know what, what the Ravens are doing with Lamar, ja- Lamar Jackson right now. I know he hasn't practiced for the last two days. I don't feel like I should be concerned about his his health moving into the Sunday. Um, but I, I, part of me wants to see the Broncos just prove everyone wrong after being such an underrated, probably the most underrated 3-0 team right now, um, and, and take down the Ravens. I don't know. I, I've got a good feeling about the Broncos this week. But if, there, if we knew Lamar Jackson was healthy, like flat out, didn't miss any practice, I would say give me the, Bron- give me the Ravens all day long. But I don't know. Going a little deeper. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm confused by this one as well. And the offensive line is a mess for, for Baltimore as well. So I, I don't know. This will be an intriguing game. This, this is a good test, though, for Denver at, at home against Baltimore. This is the one that every – I mean, NBC News is, like, doing live shots. They're doing the, – their set is live. Like, th- this is the place to be, and that's Foxborough. Why? Yeah, for the Patriots, certainly. But for Tom Brady as well, who makes his return to New England – but as a visitor going up against Bill Belichick, this is, I mean, NBC's ratings are going to be through the roof on Sunday night. This is this is going to be a good football game. Oh, my gosh. Am I excited for this one? I mean, I think Bill Belichick will always something up the have something up the sleeve of his cutoff hoodie uh, for any player. But knowing that it's Brady coming back to Foxborough, um, I do think that the Bucs are just too good right now. I think that that Tampa will, will win this game um, because as much as you say that – Belichick can try to throw things Brady's way. It's still Mac Jones throwing the football for the Patriots. Um, that say, can we talk about Brady being quoted earlier this week that his breakup with the Patriots was, quote, handled perfectly? All those things are super personal. You know, we had a great relationship. I think everything was handled the right way. You know, we handled everything as gracefully as we could. Um, it was an amazing, like I said, time, and it was handled perfectly. I think everyone understood, you know, where we're at, the people involved in the situation, and things worked out for the best for all of us, and we're all trying to do the best we could do now. For me, that sounds like someone who left a stale relationship only to find someone that makes them just is happy and to put a ring on it on top of all of that so you no know he's not happy i mean i don't know why these guys have to play this game he clearly sent his tb12 guy guerrero out there to, to make statements his dad has made statements he's unhappy with the way it ended um it's obvious that the two of those guys yeah. uh didn't like each other towards the end they needed each other they succeeded together for a very long time and and you can argue and you know i don't even know if it's an argument are the best coach uh, quarterback combination in the history of football, but it did not end well. Don't lie to me. No. Did you hear, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, 
I don't think Brady's dad is actually going to this game. I think he said he's going to watch it from one of Tom's houses, like in Florida or somewhere on the West Coast. Yeah, I don't know about that. I didn't hear that. Wouldn't you want to be there for that game? What do you expect this atmosphere to be like with or without Brady's dad in the stands? Uh, well, here, here's what I would say. And I think this is the only way. If you're a Patriots fan, he, he runs out of the tunnel and is a huge ovation, right? You you applaud him. You stand up for him. You, he's the greatest thing you've ever seen. You thank him. You tip your cap. You throw the, the verbal bouquet at his feet, right? You love him and you pray to the altar that is Tom Brady. And when they kick off, my opinion, as a, as a fan of a team, a diehard fan of a team, once this game kicks off, Tom Brady plays for the other team. And if Tom Brady makes a great throw to Rob Gronkowski on third and 11, there's no ovation. There's no, oh, these are my guys and good for them and I'm going to stand up and and give them an ovation. No, does not exist. I'm anti-Tom Brady the second that game kicks off. I agree. And here's the the thing when you mentioned Gronk, because I know there's maybe a question about how healthy he will be. He's dealing with that rib injury going into this game. Um, While I don't think that Belichick will be able to effectively slow down Tom Brady, I think when it comes to a receiver like a Rob Gronkowski, you know that Belichick is going to double team him anytime they're in the red zone. So I I think it's a situation where maybe we're not going to see a lot from Gronk, but I do think we're going to see Brady Again, get the win, get get the uh, proverbial win, if it were, against Bill Belichick and the actual win against Bill Belichick. Yeah, it's hard to envision Tampa not winning. And the, and the problem is, is that you think to yourself, yeah, you know, Belichick's going to have something. So, like he knows this guy so well and so intimately over so many years. He's going to have something to slow him down. But I mean, do you realistically think New England's going to move the football well against this Tampa defense? They're really hard to run on. It's not like New England has home run threats. I just I find it hard to believe this is not a a somewhat comfortable win for Tampa. I'm intrigued by it, and I'm going to watch it. And I, would I be stunned if Belichick came up with something sensationally creative and slowed down Brady? No, but realistically, I think that Brady gets the laugh here on Sunday night. I agree. Done. All right. And then lastly, and this should be a good one on Monday Night Football, high scoring, and we know your your allegiance to SoFi Stadium. You love it. Uh, and that is the, the, the 3-0. Las Vegas Raiders visiting the 2-1 Los Angeles Chargers in a battle for first place uh, in the AFC West along with what Denver has going on. Boy, the Chargers are really good. I mean, and their only loss was that that field goal at the buzzer, the 56-yarder from the Cowboys. But their defense is good. You see what Mike Williams can do. Herbert's a star. Eckler is phenomenal. You can't forget about Keenan Allen. This is a really good football team. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. The Raiders and John Gruden know how to win, and it's not pretty. And they are doing just enough to win. But Justin Herbert and all of the supporting cast that you just mentioned, they are not only living up to the hype, they are surpassing the hype. I really think that the Chargers are going to get the win in this game, but I think it's going to be a really close one, just knowing what we've seen from the Raiders in the past three weeks. I'm really excited for this Monday Night Football game. And should be really high scoring, so we'll get into the fantasy aspect of that. But if you have a guy, you're probably going to want to get him in. Uh, I know Keenan Allen was questionable, but he practiced on Thursday, so I I feel confident that he's going to be able to give it a go on Monday night. All right, so that's the analysis, and really well-done analysis. We broke down marriages. We broke down the games. We really got to everything there in Halloween the candy. Segment. You even forgot Halloween. about the start of the show. I didn't forget. Come I forget on. about nothing. Halloween candy as well. Now we will turn our attention to the pick segment here on the NFL Edge Podcast. 
It is time now to run through the spreads, give our picks, see where we're at. And before you and I give our picks this week, Kristen, of course, I'm Dave Rotherick. She's Kristen Rogers. This is the NFL Edge Podcast. You can send us an email at nfledgepodcast at gmail.com. Let's bring in our esteemed producer, RJ Santillo. RJ, where do we stand so far this season on the pick segment? I don't know about esteem. That's very kind of you, and I appreciate it. Well, you guys are tied in the win column at four wins. Dave is red hot. Dave has picked four of his last six for winners. He's four and five on the season after a defeated start, which is impressive. It tells you how hot you've been. 0-3. That's right. That's defeated. Kristen still leads technically because she has one less loss because she has a tie way back in week one. Four, four, and one on the season. So yet to dip below 500, but... Flirting right there with it after consecutive one and two weeks. Yeah, I don't like it. Time to change it. Clearly the momentum. RJ, is it fair to say? I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth. Is it fair to yes, say the momentum? Yes, you moment- do. No, no, no. I want, to ask, I want to ask RJ a question. And if he decides that he agrees, then that's up to him. Would you say that you agree that the momentum is clearly in your mind on my side? It's hard to argue. It is hard to argue. I don't want to give you too much confidence. You've already predicted the demise of marriages, and I, I'm I'm uncomfortable <laughs> as to where we'll, where this will end up for us. But yes, you have the momentum. Okay, I'll take the momentum, and uh, yeah, I'd like to start by saying I do not I do not um, like the long term longevity of that marriage. But that's that's different conversation. I mean, I already have a lock in the fact that I know that they're they're the best couple I know. So okay. we're good. All right, the best couple. You don't know me and my wife. My wife and I have a a a, 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 a bulletproof marriage. Bulletproof. Soon we'll make introductions soon. All right, let's let's get on with the uh, the spreads this week, week four in the NFL. Um, let's get to some games that interest us, and then we'll give us uh, give ourselves uh, picks. Here we go. Uh, the Giants at the Saints. You have a a, a conjecture, a feeling the Giants are going to cover the seven points they get in this one, huh? I do from the standpoint that I don't think highly about what we're seeing from the Saints defense right now. They're giving up a lot of points. Um, I, like I said, I, the sentimental side of me, I'm really excited to see the Saints back home in New Orleans for, for the first time this season. That said, I, I have a feeling where this can be a backdoor cover kind of game. Um, I, I think that I, I, I think that the, the I would take the points in this game if this were me. This was not one of my, my locks of the week. This is not one of my gotcha. picks, but I would take I would take the points in this game. For the record, uh, Kristen would, would take the points. I just I don't see how the Giants. I, I'm looking at a I don't know 28, 17, 31, 14 kind of game. I think the Saints have their way and cover the number uh, against the Giants. Arizona and the Rams. Now Rams, both these teams undefeated. Rams. I think you could say. Uh, let me ask you this before we get into the number and the, and the pick and all that stuff. Rams best team in the NFL right now? Yes. Yeah. I, I made the mistake in picking against them last week when Tom Brady and company came to town. So what do I do? I learned from my mistakes. So what am I doing? Oh. I am picking the Rams. Mark it down. I am picking the Rams minus four against the Cardinals this week. I think that the Cardinals can keep pace. I said this earlier. I think they're maybe one of the only offenses in this league right now to keep pace with what this Rams offense can do. But I also think that the Rams have a better defense. I think they're going to come away with a few key takeaways. Give me the Rams in this game. Sean McVay moving to 5-0 and against Cliff Kingsbury. All right. So you have the Rams minus four against Aaron. Arizona, and no wonder you were talking about the big home home field advantage they have, and people having the audacity to cheer on third and fourth down. I fully understand it now. Um, the Jets and the Titans. You know this number has really plummeted. It was eight. It's now six and a half. Now they're the Jets. 
I mean, you're looking at Tennessee. Tennessee's played much better of late. Tannehill, you know you're going to get a huge dose of Derrick Henry. Won't have A.J. Brown. Unlikely to have Julio Jones as well. But do you think that, that the Jets keep this game under a touchdown and cover the number? So this was one of my original picks um, because I, I think that I mean, that's isn't that kind of obvious? You feel like, of course, Tennessee is going to win by more than a touchdown in this game. But I am concerned about what we're going to see from the passing game from the standpoint of having no A.J. Brown, having no Julio Jones. Um, I, I, I think that it might be just one too many. And I think that the Jets may keep this close in the end, even if it is, if it is in garbage time. Um, I'm not touching this game. How are your feelings on this one, though? This was a very intriguing matchup for me, though. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm torn as well. I, I kind of like the Jets to cover the number, but I don't know why I think that. Like, other than just this pure instinctual reaction, the Jets are like one of four teams that haven't covered the spread this year. They didn't cover it against uh, Carolina. They didn't come close to covering it against Denver. The, I mean, the Jets are they're just a, they're a bad football team. So I, I would lean Tennessee, but I'm punting on this one. I'm, I'm not getting involved in this game. I, I just can't. I can't have any confidence in the Jets until I see them remotely capable of doing anything. I mean, they weren't close in, in their last two games, so I can't take the Jets here. That's right. right. I mean, and Belichick made them look silly. The only thing I'll say is Tennessee's defense is not at the level of those other defenses, but still, until I see something from the Jets, I'm not taking the Jets. Uh, Green Bay at Pittsburgh. Green Bay, I'm sorry, it's, it's Pittsburgh at Green Bay, and uh, the number is six and a half Packers uh, are favored in this one. Are you touching this one? I am. Oh, hello. Yes, yes. I mean, knowing that this game is at Lambeau Field as well, I mean, this Packers team just looks like, I mean, week one was a horrible preseason hangover of the Aaron Rodgers drama. I mean, that feels like it was so long ago from what we've seen from this Packers team. And knowing what we're seeing from the Steelers right now, and the Steelers are, again, on the road in Green Bay, I, I think this is an easy Packers win Give me the Packers minus six and a half. All right. I'm not saying this to incite you or anything like that. I, I don't like this game at all for you. Uh, I think Pittsburgh, every time you kind of count them out, they find their way back. They're giving, they're getting six and a half. So they just need to, to cover under a touchdown. I, I don't like this game. So I'm, I'm pleased. And thank you for, for in fact, taking this one. Um, and then another game we want to get into, and that's, of course, Tampa Bay uh, on the road in New England, taking on the Patriots. The number is seven. The Bucks on the road giving the touchdown. It's going to be a wild scene there in Foxborough. Uh, where do you fall as far as this one's concerned? I mean, again, I think Bill Belichick can throw whatever he wants at Tom Brady. Again, it's as I said earlier, it's still Mac Jones that's going to be throwing the actual ball for the Patriots. Um, knowing how banged up this Patriots offense is as well, knowing how strong both the Bucks offense and the Bucks defense is. Mark it down. Give me the bucks. Minus six and a half at the Patriots. I think Tom Brady is going to go in. He's going to get a win in his first uh, return to, to Foxborough. And not just that. I He's just 68 sh- yards shy of passing Drew Brees for the all-time passing yards um, record. I think he's going to come away with a win and a new record um, on top of all that. Tom Brady looking mighty fine in this game. All right. Now, here's the issue. And I used to have a co-host that would do this, is they would manipulate the spreads. All right, the, the spread is six and a half, and they have it at six. The spread is seven, and they drop it to six and a half. The spread is seven on this game, and, but I see what you did there. You, you just you very easily manipulated it where you're like, I love Tampa, I'll give the six and a half, thinking that I wouldn't notice what you, in fact, were doing. 
When did it change? It's what it is, RJ. It was six and a half last uh, night. Hold well, on. Well, last night is a different day than we have right now. I'm As we sit here, I'm looking it's at it. RJ, RJ, play third party here. Chime in and tell Kristen she's trying to cheat on the NFL Edge podcast. It's seven. I see it now. I can confirm it is a even seven. All right. It was six and a half last well, night. You know Fine. what? The, you know the what? Giants were good at some point. Things change, I don't, baby. I don't, I don't care. Give me the seven. All right. They're going to win by more than a t- they're going to win by more than a touchdown. More than a touchdown over New England. All right. So your three games to recap: Rams minus four over Arizona, Green Bay minus six and a half over Pittsburgh, Tampa minus seven over New England. Is that correct? That's correct. Let's roll. All right. So those are your three. Those are nice games. Uh, you probably get a one and two something like that this week. Uh, not like three and zero, baby. Three and zero. Well, you can believe that, but that's not likely. Um, here's my three picks. Listen to them, wager everything you have on them, and be happy on Monday morning that I've helped you here. Washington, minus one and a half. Now, you say to yourself, they've licked their wounds. They're coming off one of the worst losses you could possibly imagine. But Atlanta's coming off a win, and Atlanta stinks. And the thing with Atlanta is, maybe that's enough to kind of satiate them and say, we got to win, fine, we are at least off the schneid. Washington has a chance to at least compete in this division. And I think we've seen the worst of Washington's defense. I don't think you see that this week. I think they get after Matt Ryan. I like Washington a lot to win this game. All they have to do really is win it. They're given a point and a half. Go to Atlanta, win this game. Heineke will move the football. That defense, you know, notwithstanding what they were last week against the Giants, is awful. Love Washington to cover the number here. That's my first game. My second one is going to really pain you, and I'm glad about it. Kansas City, minus seven, on the road in Philly. Philly stinks. All right, we've seen the last two weeks. That's a bad football team. They were completely dominated by the Dallas Cowboys. It's a short week of preparation. I get it. Kansas City never covers a number ever now, even when they win. That will change this week. They will put up 30-plus points, and they will handily cover the number. Give me Kansas City, minus the seven. And lastly, and I thought about this. Great, deep, long thought about this. Does Denver have what it takes at home to beat Baltimore? And the answer is yes. Yes, they do. Denver stays undefeated. It's a pick 'em. This is not manipulated spreads like some people on the show like to do. This is a legitimate pick 'em game. Give me Denver at the pick 'em. So to recap, I have Washington minus one and a half, Kansas City minus seven against Philly, and Denver at a pick 'em against Baltimore. Those are winning picks this weekend. Sir, can I make two points here? Yes, one, I'd love that. I was the one that brought up that Denver and uh, the Ravens moved to a pick em. I just didn't know how to pick in this game because I said I was even leading Denver. But you, you're taking it. Okay. Also, I did say that I think that Kansas City is going to win this game right out. Um, I like the pick. I'm just not going to pick against the birds this week. That's fine because you know what? You you take personality traits into this thing. You are not able to disassociate yourself from your intimate feelings, and that's why you won't go against Philadelphia. You won't go against San Francisco, and that's going to play to my advantage. I'm on a run lately, and look out. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Our picks are locked in. RJ has them. Now survivor time. This, this to me, feels easy in week four, but I'd like to, to be gentlemanly and let you start with your survivor pick. It is the best team in the state of New York, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I concur. I could sit here and give you some kind of you know soliloquy on, on why Buffalo. I think it's obvious. It's, it's double almost the, any other spread in the NFL this week. They have just dismantled Miami. They crushed Washington. Houston stinks. 
I agree with you. Buffalo wins this game, and they win it convincingly. So there you have it. Uh, Kristen, Rams minus four Arizona. Packers minus six and a half Pittsburgh. Tampa minus seven New England. She's got Buffalo thrown in Survivor. I also go Buffalo Survivor. Washington minus one and a half uh, in Atlanta. Kansas City minus seven against Philly. And Denver at a pick at home against Baltimore. Make lots of money with our picks this week on the NFL Edge podcast. Dave Rothenberg and Kristen Rogers with you as we are every single week. Not just once, but twice a week. Kristen, it is now time where we help people with their fantasy lineups and, and picks. Now, again, if you want to get in touch, you have something, you can tweet us, right? At Rothenberg ESPN, Kristen Twitter. I forget what it is at the moment, so you please give yours. At Kristen E. Rogers, because you've given so much disrespect the first time we mentioned it to my middle initial. Kristen E. Rogers. And that's for Evelyn, correct? For Elizabeth, but Elizabeth. Ev- right. Evelyn also works. Right, uh, uh, also an E. Uh, or you can send us an email. Um NFL Edge Podcast at gmail.com. So many ways to get in touch with us at Rothenberg ESPN, at Kristen E. Rogers, or NFL Edge Podcast at gmail.com. All right, so let's get into some of our picks, some of the people we like, don't like this week. Uh, Antonio Brown. Now, it's not just Tom Brady making his return to New England. Granted, he was there a little bit longer than Antonio Brown, but a couple things on Antonio Brown. He's going to play, he's cleared from COVID, but he is returning from COVID. How do you feel about AB this week? Yeah, I have mixed feelings, and they're, most of the feelings are not positive. Just from the the protocols rightfully keep players that are going through, again, COVID protocols, um, removed from the rest of the team, and I think that's a good thing. But also, I don't expect to see a lot from AB this week because I don't think he's going to be in the game plan, to be, to be quite honest. I, I think that he's someone that has been so removed from the rest of the team, um, especially since everything he has to do was like virtual. I think he was only allowed to like run on the sides of the field himself. Like he, he can't be a part of anything. So I, I genuinely don't think we're going to see a lot from him. Um, not for maybe hit lack of his physical ability, but just because I don't expect to see him in the game plan. All right. So you, you would tend to avoid uh, Antonio Brown. This I would. Week if you could like, but, but you have to have I someone of, of equal ish value, right? Like you're not going to completely stretch and play a guy that's just lousy but healthy, right? Like, it, it needs to make exactly. sense in your fantasy league. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Now, here's an interesting uh, uh, issue you're going to have. Uh, now, this is a 4 o'clock Eastern game as well, um, Seattle at San Francisco. If George Kittle is healthy, he's an absolute play, right? But Kyle Shanahan comes out and says, there's no guarantee. The calf is giving him troubles. There's no guarantee at all that George Kittle uh, gives it a go this week. So, it's cert- firstly, you have to monitor this situation. Secondly, it's a, a shame you didn't pick up uh, Uzoma on Cincinnati and play him. But I-, I don't know. I mean, when you look at tight ends and if Kittle doesn't play, is there is there someone else? Because I'll, I'll bring up the list of tight ends and, and guys that might be available. How about like a Dalton Schultz? Cowboys guy, available in a lot of leagues. Someone like that had a big-time Monday night, had a couple touchdowns. I'm not, We're not going to sit here and give you the, the obvious choices, but we're going to give you somewhere like a Dallas Goddard, a Jonu Smith, a Tunyon maybe. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm all in on Dallas Goddard. I think he, again, maybe that's, that's an Eagles bias. I think that he's just, he works really, really well within that offense. And we saw, again, a big game from him. I hate to say it, but it went back to week one. Um, I have a, a question, though, about... Um, who was the other tight end that you just brought up? Oh, uh, Dalton Schultz. Yeah. Um, do you think that there's maybe a blueprint for him now, though, after what we saw in that Thursday night game? To use him for the Cowboys? 
Or to slow him down for, for the opposition. To slow him down if you're the Panthers and you're going up against well, the Cowboys this I, I think, week. Listen, the Panthers' defense is good, but and I get it. But here's the thing. I mean, the Cowboys, and it pains me to say it, Kristen, the Cowboys' offense is it's really good. I mean, Dak Prescott is really good, and C.D. Lamb is excellent, and Amari Cooper is, is a really, really good player. And and now they have you know a couple of running backs that are, are good in Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. And now you, know, you add to that Dalton Schultz. So, I mean, you might attempt to slow him down, but you can't game plan to slow him down. I don't think so. I'm still riding so high on this Panthers defense, and I do have them on my own fantasy team. But I'm still riding so high on this Panthers defense that I don't think I would want to. I would want to touch much from the Cowboys' offense this week. That's my my response. I don't know that I agree with that. But how about then, like a Jared Cook? Then, like, so we're not going to give you a top ten tight end, but but Jared Cook could be available. That's a guy that you might want to play. Should be a high scoring game. Herbert throws the ball all over oh the place. Gosh, That's yeah. someone you, you you might want to value this week, right? If you can't play Kittle. Yeah, I, I I'm definitely into that. Um, I know you brought up Johnu Smith as well. Um, he has not been dealing with injury. Is he is he is he back fully healthy right now? Yeah, Johnu um, Smith is fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. Okay, uh, and they could probably have to throw the ball a lot uh, on Sunday because you got to figure it's going to be a somewhat high-scoring game. So here, here's my take on on Dalvin Cook and, and Madison. You monitor the situation very closely. Uh, if Cook plays, he's your guy. If he doesn't play, it's Madison. And I, I went up against someone last week that didn't play Madison. I, I think that's a a monumental mistake. If Cook doesn't play, Madison is is a I mean he's a top running back. You have to have him in your lineup. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think, I mean, Zimmer's been kind of interesting in his comments about this all or nothing mentality when it comes to which running back they're going with. Um, I mean, I, I do expect to see Dalvin Cook out there on Sunday. He has practiced Wednesday. He practiced Thursday. Um, I get that there's maybe still some concern, but I, again, if knowing what we've heard from Zimmer, it's been an, an all or nothing. If our guy is out there on the practice field, he's a hundred percent He's going to play, you know, a hundred percent of his snaps essentially on, on Sunday. So um, I, I'm not too concerned, but yeah, you have to have Madison on your, uh, at least if you, if you haven't grabbed him already and he's still available, I don't know what you're doing. No, he can't be. He can't. If, you, if you're in a league that Madison is available, then I, I question, you know, the, the knowledge of the owners in your league. Um, another guy that can't be available, but, it, you know, I, you have to play him, and that's Chuba Hubbard. I mean, Dallas's defense al- allows rushing yards. He's going to be the, the bell cow for this team this week and, and for the coming week. So if you have Hubbard, he's a guy that you absolutely have to have in your lineup. And it doesn't really bear a lot of discussion, right? This is a, a no-brainer. You have Hubbard, you just you, you lock him in and you play him. Yeah, exactly. I do feel bad for all of the Christian McCaffrey owners out there that were not able to get their hands on Hubbard because um, I think that's going to be a tough drop-off um, depending on what your bench looks like moving forward. It's actually an interesting conversation in my home right now. So my one of my sons has McCaffrey, doesn't have Hubbard. And my other son is taunting him saying, yeah, what kind of a fantasy owner would draft McCaffrey and not take Hubbard? And I hear, he went in the 10th round, okay? He went before <laughs> I thought he was going to go. It's It's a lot of anger. Uh, with those two. I'm going to give you a sleeper, and then we can close out on, on wherever else you want to go in sleepers or guys that you want to get into. And here's my sleeper. It's a deep sleeper. All right, you got, like This is like Rip Van Winkle. Like This thing's been sleeping for a long time, and he's available, and you can pick him up, and you can have him. Kadarius Tony. okay? You say, wait a minute, Tony. And I told you, I don't like the Giants, and I don't think they compete in this game. But Shepard's probably not going to play. Slayton is probably not going to play. 
This is a guy that's going to play in the slot, they're saying, this week. You can't tell me that Tony can't give you, I don't know, five for 60? Like, I'm not saying he's going to go bananas, but in a deep league, I think there's real value in Kadarius Tony this week. All right, all right. I My sleeper is not as deep or really a sleeper at all, but I need to, I need to put out a little bit of some, some Eagles pride here right now to um, hopefully uh, preface the, the rest of the week because we're looking for some moral wins here, I think. Um, I, I really like Devonta Smith this week. Um, I know the Chiefs score a lot of points, but I know they also give up a lot of points too. Um, I'm really liking what we're seeing from him and Hurts. And uh, again, if Nick Sirianni is going to run the ball four times, which again, an improvement over last week, um, we're going to see a lot from the passing game. So I think we're going to see a lot from Devonta Smith. I really like him at home at the link on Sunday. Uh, I like that. I mean, because it's not an obvious play, but when you think about it, if they're going to have any chance, they're going to have to score points in Devontae Smith. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So anything else that we need to cover fantasy-wise for the people out there listening right now? Uh, The Titans right now. You've got A.J. Brown banged up, Julio Jones banged up, Chester Rogers is that that's the guy that's going to be getting a, a lot of those those snaps. What do you think is going to happen for Tennessee this week if you're someone that has both Julio and, and A.J. Brown? Could you imagine if you have Julio and A.J. Brown? I mean, that that would be it. I, I, I meant if you're if one or the other. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, no. Um, I, I think that you are in, in serious trouble if you have both of those guys. And no, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not playing. Here's the thing. Uh, Chester Rogers. They have the other kid. I forget his name right now. Um, but no, I, I I can't. I'm not. I'm not playing those guys. I, I assume you're going to get a tremendous dose of uh, Derrick Henry. Now, tell you he's an interesting guy. If if those two receivers do not play, and that's their tight end, Anthony. Uh, what is it? Anthony Ferker, Ferks or whatever his name is. That's a guy that could be picked up and played because I think that he's going to get a lot more attention. But as far as the the second tier receivers on on Tennessee, no, I'm not getting involved with that at all. All right. I like it. It's good advice for the people. Thank you for, for providing this this wonderful service. And, and there you have it. So, so this is what we do. We provide, we provide advice. We provide analysis. We go through all the games. We give help with your picks. We do, we're one-stop shopping here on the NFL Edge podcast. So you want to send us an email, nfledgepodcast at gmail.com. On the Twitter, at Kristen E. Rogers. At Rothenberg ESPN. We'll do it again next week, right? Yep. Let's we'll we'll, we'll see you again for again final week final week of the, the first month of the season. We'll be going into week five. Amazing how quickly it goes. So we'll be back next week. We'll recap what we saw. We'll get you ready for your waiver picks and look at the early spreads. Have a great football weekend, everybody. 